Hi, welcome to Summit Church. We are one church in multiple locations in Central Florida. We believe that your story, told truthfully, is good news to those who are near to God and those who are far from God. And no matter where you find yourself, you are welcome here. Join us in listening to this week's sermon. Hey, what's up, Summit Church? So grateful to be with you today. If this is your first time with us, or maybe first time in a long time, we're so glad that you decided to join us and watch with us today. We'd love uh, the opportunity if you would scan the QR code that's on your screen right now and let us know that you're here. We'd love to connect and tell you more about why Summit Church is the place to be. Well, we're in a series called For Everyone. And the premise of this series is that it's our desire to be a church that is for everyone. No matter what your story may be or your experiences are, whether you've been a longtime follower of Jesus or maybe you're still figuring out who Jesus is and what he means to you, we want you to know that this place, this church, is where you can belong. I said it last week, but it bears repeating again. Summit Church is a place where you can belong long before you believe. You see, we believe that when Jesus created the church, his intention was to create a place that comes without judgment, without ridicule, and without condemnation. Jesus' intention was to create a, a place and, and a church for everyone. And if we're going to be a church for everyone, can I tell you, we must be willing to make room for anyone. Now, what that doesn't mean is that we're going to forsake the truth of Jesus. Like, we, we won't because it's part of our DNA, right? The truth of Jesus is what gives us hope in this life and the life to come. But what it does mean is that we're willing to remove barriers that are keeping people away from finding and following the way of Jesus. Maybe, uh, maybe a better way of saying this is that we want to remove unnecessary barriers, because the truth of Jesus, as I've said, can be a necessary barrier, and we understand that. But man, can we remove unnecessary barriers that may prevent someone from experiencing the beauty that comes with finding and following the way of Jesus? Now, why? Because we believe that the local church, this, this local collective of people who are all imperfect and they're just trying to figure out how to follow Jesus, we believe that that collective is the hope of the world. And we want to do whatever it takes to inspire someone to find and follow the way of Jesus. Now, I would assume that you would agree that over the last four years, it has felt like we've been living in an era of darkness. I mean, think about it. COVID-19 literally wrecked our world, our lives, our schools, our kids, our mental health. The darkness of injustices around our own country and the world has exposed time and time again. Politically, I've never seen our nation more divided and polarized. I mean, look at the stuff people are posting on social media, the hatred that's being demonstrated in the digital space. And of course, we're witnessing darkness right now with the images that are coming out of Israel and, and Palestine. I mean, we are in dark times. And for some of you, that could be quite personal. Maybe it's the economic darkness that you feel you, you are trying to live in when you're just trying to decide what bills to pay and what to wait for. Maybe it's relational darkness in a relationship or your family or your marriage. Maybe it's personal spiritual darkness. Now, this might not be the term you use, but, but what could it be when the stuff in your life is just and your heart feels empty? I mean, if we were to take a look back at the first half of the Bible, you would see that people also felt this way. They also had stuff, yet they felt empty. Then Jesus shows up on the scene and makes this really profound claim. 
He says this, he says, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to light. Jesus says that if you trust in him, if you give him your time, your talent, and your treasures, if you have faith in him, he will be the light that lights the darkness all around. And I can't wait till beach baptisms this year because we're gonna go all out to give people an opportunity to follow Jesus, to say yes to the light of Jesus by being baptized. If you're ready, don't worry, you will have a chance to sign up for that. Stay tuned. Now, Jesus didn't want us to just experience his light in the darkness. He also wanted us to be a light in the darkness. Listen to what Jesus says to his followers in the first century. He says, you are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly father. Now, the guy that recorded this moment was a guy who was originally named Levi. And Levi was a tax collector. And Jesus comes along and tells Levi to follow him. Now, he would go on to change his name to Matthew. So when he hears Jesus say this, Matthew actually takes this to heart. Now, remember, he was a tax collector. He worked for the Roman government. He was an enemy of the Jewish people. And and he wasn't accepted by anyone outside of his despised peer group. The Romans looked down on and used him. His own people, the Jewish people, disdained him as a non-patriotic sellout. Guys like him were looked at as scum of the earth. But on the outside, his life looked so successful because he was making money, money, okay? Now, you may not know what I mean by money, money. So let me explain. When I was a kid, my sister and I came up with a system to differentiate between the haves and the have-nots. Now, before I tell you our system, a few words, okay? Now, you have to keep in mind that this was like the mid to late 90s. So to a 10-year-old and a 14-year-old who lived in a household that struggled for financial resources, we judged people not based on homes or cars or yachts. No, we judged on what people put in their grocery carts, okay? So it goes like this. Po people, people who were po, they were people who dreamed of buying off-brand products, you know, soda called cola, right? You've heard of that? Poor people were people who could buy a few off-brand products like RC Cola. Money people were people who could buy a lot of off-brand products like a 12-pack of cola. And then money, money people were people who could buy name-brand products like Coke, right? Now, I mention this because Matthew, as a tax collector, was making money, money, okay? And yet, you could imagine that it might have left him unfulfilled. Why? Because when Jesus comes and asks him to follow him, Matthew gets right up and leaves everything, including his lucrative business. Now, sometime after that, Matthew gets this idea to throw a party with Jesus and some old friends. Now, I pictured, this is Michael, I pictured it went something like, maybe he went back to his old type tax collector's office and he was like packing up his stuff and he looks down and he sees the 15 or so other people he used to collect taxes with for like the last several years. And these people are who he did life with for the most part. And so he get, he's getting ready to walk out the door and he realizes that these people haven't experienced the light of Jesus yet, that maybe they're still living in some spiritual darkness. And so maybe later that night while he's at home, he comes up with this great idea to throw a party. 
so that he can invite these people who he's done life with for a long time into his new life with Jesus. So he goes to Jesus and he starts telling Jesus about this idea. And he's like, Jesus, if you can like show up at this time, I think I can get all my friends there. And they're going to love you and, and they're going to maybe, maybe you can help change their life like you change minds. Will you come, Jesus? And of course, Jesus is going to show because that's what Jesus does, right? And I can imagine that Matthew is just kind of looking around the house and he's looking at all the disciples and they're all mixing with up people and they're having these great spiritual conversation. And, and he's just looking, he's like, wow, this turned out better than expected. Now, everything is going great until the religious teachers show up. Man, they always messing stuff up. You know who I'm talking about, the religious heat, right? The self-righteous, rigid Pharisees, the teachers of the religious law. They come in and they investigate this new way, right? And I mean, can you imagine the look on their face? They're just ticked off. And they've had it with Jesus and all of his foo-foo, foolish ways. And so they decide to confront Jesus about this party. And we're gonna pick up the story in the book of Luke who hears the retelling of this moment and captures it for us. Here's what Luke writes. It says, the Pharisees and the teachers of religious law complain bitterly to Jesus' disciple. Why do you eat and drink with such scum? I mean, them Pharisees, man, they go zero to a hundred real quick. I mean, they just flat out call people in attendance scum. Now, another translation used for the word sinner instead of scum. They're like, how can you and your teacher, being Jesus, be associated with the immoral, profane, sinful, dark, greedy, heartless, faithless, irreligious people? And before anyone can answer, Jesus speaks up and basically says, now, and Michael speak, okay, you guys don't get it. With all your education and theological brilliance and scriptural memorization, you just don't get it. Here's what Jesus says. Healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. Talk about a mic drop, man. Now, the story ends there, but I just want to take a second and maybe just imagine what might have happened next. This is just Michael. This is not in the Bible. This is just me. Like, I want to imagine that it's like one or two in the morning. Everybody's cleared out except for Jesus and Matthew. And maybe Matthew says to Jesus something like, you know, Jesus, thank you so much for coming to this party and for loving my friends. I know it was risky and I'm sorry the Pharisees showed up and yelled at you like that. Wouldn't it be just like Jesus at that moment to put his arms around Matthew and say, you know, Matthew, I just want to tell you, man, two things. And I want you to remember them as long as, as long as you live, okay? Number one, I love your heart, man. I love your heart. I can imagine Jesus saying to Matthew that he appreciated his heart and trying to help his friends find the light and experience the new way of viewing the world. Matthew didn't just turn his back on his friends, but wanted his friends to experience the same love, grace, and truth he had just experienced some time ago. Maybe Jesus says something like, you know, Matthew, there's a lot of people who claim to follow me, but don't give a spiritual rip about the people they used to associate with. But not you, you love intentionally, and I love your heart for people far from me. Maybe I would imagine he also said, you know what, Matthew, I love your courage, bud. Let's be real. This party was a real risk, not only for Matthew's social status, even if it was really low, but also his life. He could have been persecuted and put to death for something like this. And I can imagine Jesus saying to him, you know, you did what few people are willing to do and you went out on a limb of faith tonight and took a risk. Can I tell you, that's my prayer, that this will continue to be the heartbeat of Summit Church. It's embedded in our DNA as a church to reach lost people, 
Because like Matthew, many of you have buddies, you have friends, you have neighbors, you have family who have never felt welcomed by Jesus yet. So every weekend we attempt to come alongside of you to create safe spaces like Matthew to help you plant seeds to reach people who matter to you by using music and video and messages and worship and kids and student ministries to help you welcome them so that one day it results in them being inspired to find and follow the way of Jesus. And today, I want to boldly challenge anyone and everyone who has experienced the light of Jesus in your darkness to join me to be for everyone. Here's how we're gonna do that. One, we're gonna pray specifically. We all know, I honestly believe, at least four people who are not experiencing life abundantly now. And if they died today, we're about 99.9% sure they won't be spending the next life with Jesus. And let me tell you, that's not a good thing. So we're gonna challenge you to identify who they are and pray for them. If you were with us last week, I gave you some homework. I asked you to begin praying and asking God to reveal those names, those four names who keep showing up in your life, who, who aren't following Jesus. Now they could be, they could be someone close to you, like a family or friend. They could be someone you just don't like right now. They could be someone who is sick or going through a hard season. Or they could be someone who maybe has just made some bad decisions, all right? If you use your, your fingers, you can walk through that. And to help you, help you remember each and every week, when you, when you watch with us, we want to do two things. We want to first ask you to fill out the digital card uh, on the QR code with those four names. There you can list the four people that you're praying for. And here's the thing, we're not going to contact them. All we want is their first names because this is a way for our staff to be praying with you. We wanna pray with you. Another cool thing that we're gonna be doing is that in our lobby, there are gonna be hundreds of light bulbs, right? That, that, that really beats the, the heartbeat of Summit Church. It's gonna say for everyone. And so your light bulb, your name, as you are praying for, we're gonna be praying with them. We believe that God has placed these people in your life on purpose for a purpose. God has placed them on your heart intentionally for you to pray for them this year. And so we're going to walk alongside of you. We're going to be with you this year as we pray for your four, as you pray for your four as well. Can I tell you, we're really excited for all that God is doing in this house. We're really excited for all that God's gonna be doing in your house. So let's pray specifically and let's do everything we can, everything short of sin that inspires those who are far from Jesus to take a step closer to him starting today. And maybe that's you. Maybe you're watching today and you're saying, Michael, man, I want to say yes to Jesus. I know the life that I live right now is not the life I should be living. I know apart from Jesus, I'm living a life that is lacking meaning and purpose and goodness and wholeness and who I'm truly meant to be. Well, if that's you today, can I ask you would, you, would you admit that you need Jesus? Would you admit that the life you're living is not a life of abundant goodness and wholeness? Would you believe that Jesus is the son of God and that he died for you? And would you choose today to say yes to him for the rest of your life? If you made that decision today, can I tell you, all of heaven rejoices and so do we. We'd love to come alongside of you as you begin to take this new step of faith 
uh, in your journey with Jesus. Let's pray. Jesus, we're so grateful for you. Thank you, Lord, for anyone who made that decision to follow you today, Lord. Lord, we pray that you would surround them with great community and people who will push, challenge, encourage, and love them as they walk alongside of you, Jesus. Lord, we pray for, for all of our fours, all the four people, Lord, that you have given us, that you've put in our life on purpose for a purpose, Lord. We pray, God, that you would provide opportunities to have, to invest, to love them, to encourage them, and to point them to you, Jesus. We're so grateful for you. We pray this in Jesus' name and the house said. Thank you for listening with us today. You can also watch our video services on YouTube or at summitconnect.org. And check out our show notes to link to our website and follow us on social media. Now go in God's grace and peace. We hope you join us next time.